We are asking listeners to send us questions they have about climate and climate change, and dozens of people have already replied, including Michelle from Chicago's North Center neighborhood, who asked this question. Why does it seem like there are more severe signs of climate change in our northern hemisphere, in the extreme northern areas like Alaska or the Arctic, compared to our North American continent? Well, here to answer that in our weekly climate conversation is Dr. Scott Collis. He's an atmospheric scientist at Argonne National Laboratory. Scott, good to talk to you again. Good afternoon, Melba. Fantastic to be back. So is Michelle's perception right? Are there more severe signs of climate change as you go farther north compared to around us? Michelle is spot on. We see this both in measurements of our climate up near uh, the polar areas as well as in climate simulation and it's known by scientists as polar amplification and it's in large part due to the loss of sea ice and it's so apparent that we can see the difference between the north slope of Alaska which is warming at around 6 degrees Fahrenheit and more southern regions around the Gulf of Alaska, which have only warmed between about 2 and 3 degrees Fahrenheit. And are we seeing the same thing happening in the southern hemisphere? We are, but we have far fewer observations down in the southern hemisphere because not many people live in Antarctica. Also, southern hemisphere countries such as Argentina and Australia and New Zealand are to a large degree uh, isolated by the oceans down there, helping to ameliorate some of the radical effects we see. And Scott, you mentioned ice earlier. Are there other ways that the presence or the absence of ice can affect our weather? Yes, there is, especially looking at the poles. And this is one reason why the Department of Energy has one of the -the state-of-the-art climate observatories up in Utkiavik, Alaska, the furthermost northern city in the United States, because the absence or presence of sea ice can expose near-freezing water temperatures. So if you have all this sea ice over the ocean, you can get really, really cold temperatures. When I was up there, we had minus 23 degrees Fahrenheit. You get gaps in that sea ice and it exposes that warm water it has a radical effect on the cloud coverage up there it's almost like having boiling water this is why those regions up around the polar circle are known as the canary in the coal mine when it comes to the impacts of climate change now our listener michelle has a theory about what might explain the poles showing more signs of climate change let's hear that does this have to do with the unstable polar vortex And Scott, tell us what the polar vortex is, and is that to blame? Oh, with pleasure. This is a favorite subject of mine. The polar vortex is a persistent circulation of winds very high up in the atmosphere, like right up almost above where planes fly. It's there all the time. But when that polar vortex, rather than being a nice, neat circle, becomes all wobbly and we get a lobe over Chicago, it's what helps direct that cold air down. Now, this is very leading-edge science, and it's very hard to develop a statistical relationship, but recent studies have shown there is a direct relationship between warming in the poles, the absence of sea ice, and a buckled, wavy polar vortex. Thanks to Michelle and North Center for submitting that question. We hope it answers it for you. Dr. Scott Collis is an atmospheric scientist at Argonne National Laboratory. Scott, thanks for taking a shot at answering that question for us. Always a pleasure, Melba. And if you have a question for our weekly climate segment, you can email climate at wbez.org. That's climate at wbez.org.